His vocabulistics is limited to I and M and Groot. Exclusively in that order. That's gonna wear real thin, real fast. Yo soy Groot. So what? Yeah, yeah, Groot. Yeah, you said that. What is wrong with giving tree here? I am Fido Groot. Alright. But I see Is that thing? I is them Groot. Wow. You so no Groot. You so Groot. <laughs> now, who again is this? Adam Groot. Well, that's just as fascinating as the first 89 times you told me that. Let's make something clear. She's about When did you learn to do that? Pretty sure the answer is I am Groot. Welcome, everyone, to a totally out-of-order episode of Be Kind Rewind. This is your Disney Plus movie podcast. I, of course, am Dan Teets, and with us, as always... I am Groot. I am Groot? I am Groot. I am Groot! I'm Kyra Hawkins. (laughs) We could just do that all night and really just drive people crazy. (laughs) Well, let's not do that. Okay, but but it would be fun. We want y'all to listen, so yes, we're not going to do that true. to you. So, for those of you who have actually tuned in to hear Herbie Rides Again, you are in for some fun tonight. Herbie will be back next week in all of his San Francisco splendor. But for tonight, we are stepping out of the mold and actually discussing five very short but very fun episodes of I Am Groot. So, um, I'm just going to count us in so that way we can both be starting on the same time. We will get the first episode, which is entitled Groot's First Steps, started in 3, 2, 1. Okay, and I was about to say, and now it won't work on my screen, which is awesome. So, when the episode starts, you're introduced to the Marvel theme music, and... I actually watched this at work the first time, and I was getting ready to hit fast forward when all of a sudden Groot decides to fast forward the music, which was awesome in and of itself because nobody wants to listen to a 45-second Marvel Cinematic Universe if you really have to. That, my friend, is where you're wrong because that music gets me so excited for whatever Marvel thing that I'm about to watch like it's like hype music so um I I thought it was so cute that he fast forwards through it it took me um a couple seconds to realize what was happening but no I love the Marvel opening music I get I get so excited when I hear it so I have to disagree with you there (laughs) well that that's why we're that's why we're on this together so we actually we start with Groot waking up and getting little buffs 
and then he's got a couple of little leaves, and then he's eating cheesy poofs, which causes his cup to break, and then he gets discarded for a new bonsai tree, correct? Yes. And, and he's so cute eating his little snacks. And then he gets his blanket taken away because the bonsai tree is all cute and happy, and Groot throws a fit. Which, speaking as someone who has an 18-month-old, I've seen that very recently. And Oh, Groot just acts, he's just a perfect little kid throughout all of these shorts. Yeah. So he starts trying to destroy the tree. He throws a what looks like a turnip root at it. And it comes back and hits him and knocks him off. And then he discovers that his arms can extend. And he starts to try to figure out how to actually get the tree. And now he's flying and landing like a half a millimeter away from the tree. And he starts beating it up. Which I laughed at that. Yeah, his little punch is so cute. I couldn't I couldn't handle it. He's so cute. Now, when he's actually pulling the tree limb off and it's green, do you think that's um, sap for the bonsai? I wondered if it was that or if it's like, I mean, technically, like, it could be an alien tree. So, I don't know. I mean, like, it kind of stays attached. So, I'm not really sure. I couldn't decide. So, regardless... Groot gets wrapped up in the tree sap, goo, alien, whatever. And both he and the tree goes off and lands on the floor and everything's broken. And this... I was actually expecting the theme music from 2001 to play when he actually tries to make his first steps. Because it's... it's, just rising and rising and he's trying to figure things out and i like that he like kind of catches his footing but instantly falls face first and so he knocks himself over two or three times and suddenly he's off to the race literally he's running all over the place and then he's like ha ha at the tree and then he feels sad and then he's got his blanket wrapped around the tree and Offers it a cheesy poof. <laughs> it just cramps it up in the tree. It's so funny. And then he knocks the little buffing machine that you saw at the very beginning of the episode off. And the tree limb that had pulled off falls and end of episode. It's so cute that he like had it wrapped up like bandaged together. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to take each one of these as they come instead of breaking them down at the very end. I'm trying to remember because I'm thinking this fits somewhere between Guardians 1 and Guardians 2. Would that be what you would think? Yeah, because, I mean, at the end of the first movie, like, he started all over because he, like, sacrificed himself. And we are Groot. Yes. Oh, my gosh. My heart. Um so good oh it's so good i love that movie um and then by the time we get to guardians 2 he's like kind of teenagery yeah and emo-ish and not wanting to be am i wrong about that is it no. in a game where he's teenagery he's like kind of like a little kiddish in um guardians 2. i haven't seen that one in a while 
Guardians 2, he starts off as a kid, but by the end, he's a teenager because he's talking back to Quill and all that. That's right. And then he, like, continues to be kind of surly. Yeah. In the next ones. Okay. Yeah, yeah because, because at the very beginning, him and Rocket are talking about not blowing up the the um whole universe that they're in or whatever. Yeah. So, does he basically have to relearn everything? Is that what you're understanding from this? Yeah, that's kind of what I had understood from, like, the movies themselves, too. Because, um, he, I mean, you just see him start completely over at the end of Guardians 1. He just is like, he seems just like a little baby. And so he's learning over and over what to do to get Drax to watch him and does the little Jackson 5 dance. Yeah. Okay. All right. I, w- I wanted to make sure that I wasn't losing my mind and thinking that I had missed something. So we talked about this before we actually started the episode. The The fact that Disney didn't actually... Well, they may have it in order somewhere on Disney+, Plus, but if you don't see that... You could just pick one and go in and think, well, this is the first one. Yeah. And this will actually make my fourth time actually watching through the, with the exception of The Little Guy, which is going to be the next one that we're going to watch. And I sat down and watched them with my wife, and she laughed at the parts that I laughed at, so I kind of felt good that she's not as big of a Marvel junkie as I am. But she got the jokes, and it... And it made sense to her and especially with this one but i'm trying to figure out if the bonsai tree means that cobra kai is going to be part of the marvel cinematic universe or do we even want to think about that well i've not seen cobra kai so um don't know if i can answer that (laughs) well this ends this show we're going to end this one real real quick so kyra can go and watch four seasons of cobra kai (laughs) on netflix I don't, everyone is like, it's, this isn't a Cobra Kai show, but like so many people have told me to watch it and I'm just like, I don't know. Like, that's not really what I'm into. Well, speaking as a child of the eighties, I was excited about Daniel son and having watched how I met your mother and realizing that Billy Zapka is actually the hero of the entire karate kid universe. And then they're kind of making him into the, into the hero of Cobra Kai, because I hate to say it, but Ralph Macho is a... <laughs> and that's why I said that very gently, because I don't know, he might be listening in his Maserati in California. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> Surprise. Hey, this show's full of surprises tonight, folks. Yes. That's the first one. I don't know what else is coming, but I'm but calling it now. Full of surprises. St- stick around, and you will see... All right. Did anything else stick out to you other than the Cobra Kai bonsai tree? Or actually the... Eh, well, it's gone. I can't even remember what it's called. Um, I just thought it was cute. He's just so cute. He he definitely grows on you the more that you watch him. You can't not love this little character. And I'm kind of hoping that we will get a soft reboot where he goes back to a baby. After... Yes, why not? Send him back. Let him restart again. Be all cute and not emo-ish. Yeah, I mean, he's a surly teenager once he gets to that point, but 
I don't know. I liked I liked Adult Groot in the first movie too. So yeah, Adult Groot was his own animal, for lack of a better term. But I'm I'm a, I'm a fan of Baby Groot. I will always be a fan of Baby Groot. Hopefully, Thompson, the world's youngest podcast host, will be a fan of Baby Groot. So yeah, she does not care about most Marvel things, but she does love some Groot. Well, hey. It Marvel's been going on for ten years, so she probably got indoctrinated young too. Actually, <laughs> I didn't watch a single Marvel movie until um, right before Endgame came out um, because, like, I tried. I'd fallen asleep through them, like the John Wayne curse, <laughs> like applied to Marvel or any superhero movie. Um, Austin had seen most of them. I hadn't. I just couldn't hang with them. I just couldn't get into it, all the different intertwining plot lines. But when Endgame, like, as they were building up to it in the, like, few months before, everyone was so excited. And I was, like, wanting to feel that excitement. (laughs) But I didn't know what any of it was. And I was starting to feel some FOMO. So um, in the, like, two months leading up to Endgame's release, uh... I made Austin watch every single Marvel movie with me and explain, like, and make him answer my questions. I don't, I thought for a few minutes that, like, our marriage might not survive it. But at some point, like, it clicked. Something happened, like, in a, um, like, post-credit scene that in the next movie I I caught and I was like, that's, that was the thing. And after that moment, I was all in. So, um, anyways, yeah, I didn't see a single Marvel movie until that year. And then we crammed them all in to, like, a couple months. And then we were able to see Endgame in the theater like I wanted to. Well, now, I watched Iron Man when it came out. I didn't watch Hulk because I had watched the Eric Bana and didn't really care about that reboot but mark ruffalo is definitely the best oh yeah for the for the choice so i didn't watch that i did watch captain america uh watched thor didn't watch iron man 2 still have not watched iron man 2 to this day so when we get to the 2000s and we start into the mcu that's going to be fun because hopefully by then all the spider-man movies and spinoffs will all be on disney plus Please, in about 20 years when we get there. Yeah. But after um, Thor, I've watched every movie either in the theater or at home on DVD or Netflix or whatever streaming service was running it up to Endgame. And then the only movie that I've seen after Endgame was The Eternals. Mm. So... You've got to watch Doctor Strange 2, the Multiverse of Madness, in the Multiverse of Madness. I will when we get to it, because (laughs) I said I wanted to see Scarlet... No, not Scarlet. Black Widow? Yeah, Black Widow. I I knew it was a color. (laughs) (laughs) It was a color, and it was a strong female character. Yeah, but it, it, it never hit on the radar, and now it's sitting saying, because you have watched... I am great. You might want a little wait. Yeah, these the suggestions after each of these shorts 
um, were ones that I was like, yes, I would like to watch that. Like they finally are getting some suggestions right for me. Yes. So, so you got recommended those Callaways, right? <laughs> no, not on this one. <laughs> that was that was never a right suggestion. All right. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> well, let's let's go ahead and get into the second episode, which is entitled "The Little Guy," and I've got it going. So let me know when you've got it going. Oh, I'm good. Okay. We start again with a fast-forwarded credit scene for the fast-forwarded Marvel, which now that I know that it's in there, I just let it run and it's like, it's like, okay, we're good. And then you get like this super close up and he runs into the camera, which is adorable. Yes. And knocks the entire um, logo down. So we start this one with Groot being cute and he climbs up on a tree stump and starts putting sticks together as little babies do. And five minutes later, he has constructed a palace, which I want to know, well, it's probably because he is a um, tree that he can design things tree-like. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's cute because like, he was like just breaking off part of his body to make the thing. Yeah, and so the tree, the tree house gets built, and then this critter comes in and pretty much takes it over. And he gets thrown out, and the critter's just sitting there, and then the critter gets taken off by some pterodactyl-looking pteranodon something. 37 minutes later, Groot is still screaming. I've been there. (laughs) Oh, this cracked me up, because he has his fit, 37 minutes later, still screaming, and then he just, like, passes out. I've seen so many little kids do that. Yeah, I haven't quite had a 37-minute freakout. There have been some times when the world's youngest podcast host has not wanted to go to sleep, even though it's his bedtime, and he will lay in bed and scream. scream. So after he passes out, somehow he notices this rock, and all these little four-eyed critters, literal four eyes, not glasses people like you and I, and of course he yells or he speaks in his normal voice that he is Groot and almost blows them all away with a tornadic activity. Yeah. So they're called Gruns, according to Wikipedia. Okay. Gruns. Gruns. So he starts destroying their civilization. Gruns are running everywhere. It seems like he's just having fun. He's just playing. Yeah. And then they decide to start attacking him. And he's happy because he's able to repel their attacks until suddenly they've got high-powered weapons, which I did not see that coming. (laughs) <laughs> and then they all just start shooting at him a la King Kong style and then he poots out a leaf <laughs> it made me laugh so much because I didn't see it coming and they're so excited food yes and then you have a young person and a little old lady eating and crying and Groot's like I'm the king of this world and he runs off and grabs a bunch of leaves and then suddenly he steps on the civilization. Right in the hole. Poor guy. <laughs> and so he just pushes the rock back and pats on it and runs away. Slowly moves away. Yes. And then we have our first after credit scene where the Gruns are all happy and none of them were actually Yeah, they just kind of pop up like where'd he go? Yeah, so this one was my favorite of the five, just because dealing with a um eighteen month old. Mm-hmm. I've seen 
the mood swings in how you can go from being happy to being not so happy to being fed up to being crazy. Yeah, he goes through like the entire spectrum of little kid emotions in about 30 seconds. Well, or 30, 37 minutes according to the clock that we get. 37 minutes and 37. But I want to know how he built that treehouse unless is just, pardon the pun, ingrained in his know-how to create things with wood. Yeah, I don't know. But, I mean, he does, like, break a little, like, he, it's like he grew part something and then broke it off and used it. So, I don't know. But he went from, like, I can barely get these two sticks to stand together to, oh, I got that. Now I can I can do anything. Including make a whole other civilization happy. Yeah. I, I love the little old lady grunt because, like, it's like it's been a long time since they've had food and she's yeah. like eat like take a bite and put some in her basket and like crying tears of joy she was just adorable yeah she was she was a close second to Groot in this episode for me but all I know is if I were to find a miniature civilization and this is like a I want to say it's it was a Twilight Zone episode from like the original 1960s where they landed on a planet and this guy starts teaching them how to do things and how to create and pretty soon they've discovered thermonuclear dynamics and start blowing up their little civilization i was wondering if this would have gone that way after he stepped on if he wouldn't have just slunk off into the into the um sunset yeah um, when you started saying that, it made me think of, um, cause you said Twilight Zone and I thought of this, um, I don't even know why I remember this. Cause I think I was like 11 when this came out, um, an episode of the outer limits. Um, I had to look it up. It's called sand Kings. And, um, this guy like in his garage, has created um, intelligent like insects hmm. with um, some something soil samples from Mars. I don't really remember. I like I'm, I'm kind of looking at IMDb and um, <laughs> but then these these like insects that he creates like kind of form their own little civilization in this like sand pit or whatever that he has in his garage, and they um, worship him. Mm-hmm. And, like, make, like, a sand sculpture of his face. I think eventually, like, I don't remember for sure, but I think, like, they end up attacking him <laughs> and killing him at the end. I, I might Ooh. have it wrong. I, like I said, I was 11. The that outer got light, very dark very quick. I know. It's, like, I was I was the same age that my daughter is now. I, re- I remember it now at age 39 it still freaks me out. It scared the heck out of me when I was a kid. Um, but how does that relate to Groot? <laughs> um, he has this like little tiny civilization that like, it's like he, he realizes that they're like excited by him or whatever. Mm-hmm. So like, I am Groot. I it almost seemed like he was saying, I am God to yeah. these like little people, or little aliens. Um, and then the fact that they're like kind of worshiping him—I don't know if that's the right word—but 
he's, he saved them by delivering food. And so they're very excited with him. And I don't know yeah. it, when you brought up the twilight zone thing, it made me think of that. Well, and yeah. And there's actually a South park episode where sea monkeys were used to create a civilization that worshiped Cartman of all people. That's interesting. I've never, well, I didn't really watch South park, but not I'm, I'm slowly working my way through it after hours when, Roll Jim's podcast host is down. Naturally. Yeah, because you don't want for him to be hearing all the bad words. <laughs> or, any. or any. So, anyways, this was adorable. The leaf fart caught me off guard, and I like kind of scream laughed a little bit. It was so funny. I think when I first saw that these were going to be 20 minutes total, I was like, well, that's not going to be enough. But it's perfect bite-sized pieces that you can take and sit and think on before you move on to the next one. Yeah. Speaking of moving on to the next one, the next one in the order is Groot's Pursuit. And I have it queued up after the theme music, so let me know when you are there. Oh, I'll just fast forward. You're going to fast forward through the fast forwarding? Yeah, fast forward. Yep. Yeah, yep. We're there. Okay. All right. <laughs> so we start on board the starship... And Groot gets woke up, and he's drinking a glass of water. And he is wearing the cutest pajamas. You don't, like, Groot in toddler pajamas, one-piece pajamas with a little butt flap is something I did not know I needed until I saw it. <laughs> and it's been keeping me going all week. Well, I, I am glad that the, and it, and it looks like it's actually little tree designs. Yeah. Which makes it even better. It's like trees and mushrooms. Which, I mean, he's Groot. So cute. So he goes out because something has woke him up, and Kyra is cackling about something. Oh, because he goes potty, and it's like Groot on a toilet with a little book, and his his headlamp is like a smartwatch. Uh, Fitbit, yeah, Fitbit smartwatch. I'd like to know what that book is, just to be able to read it. And, of course, he comes out of the toilet, and he has a piece of toilet paper on him. And then he starts looking for whatever it is, and it's sticking together behind the um, behind the drawers. And then he gets little Russian, or is that Martian nesting dolls? Martian nesting dolls. Another <laughs> thing that I didn't know that I needed until I yeah. needed it. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was about to say. And then he steps on a banana. And his little Fitbit goes off and tells him that he's walked 300 miles. And then something explodes. Yeah. So in the description of this, it says he has a spooky dance-off. And I've been so excited for spooky season. This is the perfect little episode. He's kind of scared, trying to figure out this mystery. And he, like, finally, it's like a ghostly shapeshifter. Yeah, it's a a water shapeshifter thing that wants to convince him that he is grouped. I I w- I don't know how to say this. I W U A is what um Wikipedia calls it or names it. It's a shape-shifting alien. Okay. And so they start having the little dance off and nobody's really getting the better of it and they start having fun with the dance off and then the water creature corrects him. Yeah, the alien's like, "Let me help you be a better dancer." Yeah, and this part actually freaked me out because I didn't expect to see a water monster shape-shifting around. And so Groot takes his 
ideas and walks him out the door and blows him out into space. He says, I am Groot, and he dances off with his little mushroom and three pajamas. So the um, shape-shifting alien, whose name I cannot pronounce, takes the form of Groot and is like, I am Groot. And then Groot says, I am Groot. I like how that little moment, which was just cute and funny at first, surprisingly shapes the rest of the episode. They have their little dance-off. It looks like they're having fun. Mm -hmm. And then he shoots them off into space, and it's like, no. I am Groot. He doesn't say no, because he doesn't say no. But I am Groot. So I am Groot. Yeah. I'm sorry, everyone listening, that's like, would you just stop saying he's so cute? I'm sorry. I can't stop gushing over this adorable baby. Honestly, I hope that they put out these little shorts every year, along with the Olaf Presents at Christmas. Mm -hmm. Or I think it was Disney Day was when they actually came out with that last year. So Yeah, just more shorts. And it doesn't even, I, I want more of these, but. I love that they're doing this at all because they have so many things they can do these with the same concept. Mm -hmm. (coughs) So I'm not sure if that one was actually supposed to be like a Halloween episode. And then the next one, which is Groot takes a bath is this quinceanera episode. Uh, So you went quinceanera. I was thinking, well, we'll get to it. Let's get to that. Okay. So, are we ready to start? Yep. I thought this one was so fun. I think it was my favorite. I watched them out of order. This one was my favorite until I watched the next one, the last one. Yeah, so we have Groot coming up, and he runs and comes up to a mud puddle, and he licks the mud. <laughs> As you do. Yeah, if you're, if you're a little baby. And so he finds that the mud is... Nice and happy. And he goes down in the mud and starts making mud bubbles. And suddenly he's found that he has a jacuzzi in this mud bath. And he squirts out a little lightning bug to give his mud bath a iridescent and shakes out some little um, berries, I guess. Yeah. And then he starts giving him a mud bath. Cucumbers over his eyes. He's having a spa day. Yes. Which is actually the title of it. It is uh, Groot Takes a Bath, which I thought should have been Groot Has a Spa Day. Yeah. Oh, it's fun. Like, I want to, I want that kind of spa day. He's having a good, good time. And he is making a bird squirrel not too happy about him. Mm-hmm. And so the end result of the mud bath is that he is a poofy chia pet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this made so much... Like, I didn't see it coming, but then it made sense. Like, of course, he's sitting in this mud and water. Of course, he would grow some stuff. Yeah. And so he takes a look at himself, and <laughs> he chops some... He goes Edward Scissorhands. Oh, yes. The grooming is... Oh, it's so fun. We get a poodle. Yeah. We get a centaur at some point. Yeah. And as he walks up to look at himself in this gelatinous goo everything starts to fall off and then he's got a Fu Manchu look and he's Kung Fu fighting yeah he just keeps going back and getting more mud yeah and there's the there's the centaur yeah which 
I didn't really understand, but okay. I don't and know. And then it's his quinceanera. See, I thought this was like a princess, or made me think of like Marie Antoinette, and he's like twirling in his little dress. Yeah. He's I could, beautiful. <laughs> I could see Marie Antoinette. And so <laughs> the, the squirrel bird thing has had enough of him. And tears him up. Oh, he tears up his, his gown and is laughing. Oh, the squirrel is cute, though. Yeah. And so he goes back and finds that he has used all of the mud and Groot is sad until the squirrel bird laughs at him. And Groot, you can tell his wheels are turning because the face he makes, like, oh yeah. And so the episode ends with him walking back onto the ship with a boa made from the squirrel bird's um, fur, I guess you would call it. Yeah, it was confusing. I couldn't tell if the like squirrel bird thing had like bird squirrel, squirrel bird, whatever, had feathers or fur. But he's wearing it all in one piece. Well, so. they actually they had a name for it. So let me let me fast forward to the end of the to the end of the episode because I wanted to actually. Oh, it's in the credits. I'm I'm not smart enough to think to look there. Yeah, because at the end where it says no whatevers were harmed. Like on the one with the gruns, it said no gruns, I guess, were harmed. Oh, it's that. See, now I feel like I need to go back and watch these. Well, I mean, it's not a bad thing. All right. It says no tree creatures. Oh, man, come on now. Back up 10 seconds. All right. It says no tree creatures, insects, or gangalorean squirrel bird creatures were harmed during the making of this short. (laughs) I should have thought to look for little Easter eggs in the credits, but it just didn't occur to me. Now I'm like thinking back like, well, duh, that only makes sense. Yeah. So this was actually my second favorite out of the five with the horror montage Mm -hmm. being my least favorite. I mean, it was fun. It kept me wondering what he was going to come up with next. The only one that I really didn't understand, like I said, was the um, centaur. I don't know. It was a good, like, visual gag, though. He's yeah. He's kind of dragging the back leg behind him. Yeah, he w- it was kind of like a two-person horse costume where the person in back didn't want to be in the back. Yeah. So, but yeah, the fact that every time that he, that he went up to look at himself, the... Um, leaves started to fall and die was the running gag and I loved it. It 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 made me happy to actually see this because this this is the kind of stuff that kids need to watch. Yeah, well, it's just fun to see him like using his imagination and playing dress up and I just every yeah everything about it was fun. Like I said, this was my favorite. Until I got to the last one. Okay, and the last one is entitled Magnum Opus. And we start with Groot carrying a Jansport backpack. I wondered if this was Peter Quill's. He does pull out an ALF comic, which delighted me. Yeah, but it also made me sad being a comic book collector, because you have no clue that that would not be an expensive comic nowadays. And then he pulls up... Drax's purple soap and makes it into a surfboard. He's yeah, and he's cut part of um, Rocket's tail. Yeah, he's cut part of Rocket's tail. He's got all these mini little things. Yeah, he's like having arts and crafts time. Like yeah. like a little kid will just like run through the house and grab stuff and like I'm making something with all these things. Yeah, 
Alf number four. And he destroys it. (laughs) And so he puts part of uh, Rocket's tail on it and for some reason thinks that he has to put a little bit of the soap on the actual com or on the actual picture. Yeah, he's using a little bit of something from everybody, which is just precious. All it's all it's part of all of them. Yeah. And then he blows up something. Something from one of the computers. Yeah. Oh, glitter. To make glitter. And then he blows a hole in the spaceship. And of course, what makes everything good? Duct tape. <laughs> Oh, so then Rocket's about to walk in, and this made me laugh so much because it's like, how many parents have done this exact thing? Mm-hmm. You walk in like, how'd you do this? How'd you do that? Uh, how did you get the walls wet and on fire? Yeah, that that line made me laugh. And then he's like, <laughs> is that Drax's soap? He's lo- been looking everywhere for it. And then he just throws it down like, oh, well, don't worry about it. <laughs> Oh, it's so cute. Like, he just walks in like any dad would. Just like, what in the world is going on in here? How'd you do all these things? And meanwhile, Groot has three little pieces of um, the tape on his head. And Rocket puts on his glasses, which I didn't even know that he needed. This is the big reveal that made my heart explode bigger than he blew the hole in the spaceship just now. Where the picture is a family photo that made me think of the first movie where he hugs them all and saves them. <laughs> He's just like, do you like it? I am good. Yeah, and then, of course, Rocket almost gets pulled out of the ship because it depressurizes and Groot saves him, and we are left wondering if Drax ever gets his soap. Because that's the important thing. I just... So... Everything about this is wonderful, but the picture, like, I'm so glad I watched this one last, because if if I'd watched it earlier, the emotional effect might not have been quite as good, Mm -hmm. but, like, he's working so hard on this picture, and it's a family portrait with him and all the people that he loves, Mm -hmm. when he's, like, wrapping his tree arms around them. It's just so precious. Like, oh, Groot. Now, you were talking about um, Easter eggs. At the end of this one, it says, No raccoons or tree people or tree creatures were harmed during the making of this short. The same cannot be said for the handlers of said raccoons and tree creatures. Where are you seeing this? Um, where you get to Hollywood records and then special thanks. It's uh, 3 minutes and 37 seconds into the oh, okay. episode. Oh, okay. 337. Right before you actually get to see the actual picture and Rocket being, or like all the little pieces of the actual um, picture that got put into it floating off in space. Okay, now I found it. Now, like, oh no, it's so sad. I'm going to have to go back and rewatch all of these delightful shorts to look for Easter eggs. Oh no, whatever will you do? It's the worst. It's the best. Oh, just, I loved this so much. Like, collectively, they're all wonderful. But this is just chef's kiss. So, this is your favorite out of the five? Yes. Just because, I mean, it's hilarious and so cute. It just, it reminded me of, I mean, Keaton used to do this when she was little. Like, just go she through She used the- to blow 
pots in your house? Wow. She stopped short of that. But just like how he's going through, like just grabbing stuff to make a craft. Um, Just adorable. And um, like I said, the emotional effect when you see the reveal of what he's been working on is just, it's, it's funny, but it's just sweet. Like, oh, he loves them. It's his family. Yeah, it is his family. And then I, like, I think we were talking about, like, did he get a hard reset um, after the first movie when he was kind of, like, like blown up? And, like, I really think that he did. But this picture where it looks like he's wrapping his arms all around them, either he drew it that way because, wow, I'm getting really deep into the screw thing. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Because he wants to hug them all, or does he remember? I wondered this. Like, does he remember? Because it, like, that's what it looks like. The mm-hmm. like a child's rendering of Groot like hugging all of the guardians and protecting them. Well, I mean, that's a question that we could throw out to our listeners. We love listener mail. We want to know what you think. Does he remember it? Does he remember? Or is it like, maybe he doesn't remember, but like, you know, you have like your body remembers things. Like sometimes people talk about this with therapy, like your body remembers your trauma maybe better than your mind does. Mm -hmm. So I wonder if it's like that kind of thing. I I need Kevin Feige to answer this question for me. Well, I think he goes to all the comic cons and thingy cons and eternal cons and I know, but like I live Marvel up, cons and they don't come here. But like somebody is listening and knows Kevin Feige. Fingers crossed. Like, can you just like I don't even have to talk to him. I'll get nervous. Just ask him for me. <laughs> Actually, I would like to talk to him. So if someone is listening that knows <laughs> Kevin Feige, tell him that he has a place. In our booth, anytime he wants to come on, and also for any Marvel movie that he even touched with a pinky. Oh my gosh, I think I would drop dead. Like, he'd appear on screen and I would drop dead. Um, I would have to, like, upgrade my, like, booth. <laughs> what a booth. I'd have to, like, I need to find a new place to record. <laughs> Anyways... Well, we've got three weeks until that happens because I just received notification. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <sighs> yeah, you got three weeks to work on your background. All right. Well, as was the case with Olaf Presents, we have talked about this episode, these five little 15 to 20 minute total for close to an hour. So now we're leaving it up to you, dear listener. What did you think? I know that everyone out there that is a Disney file has watched these at least twice. And if Even you haven't, if do you it. haven't, you've had 15 minutes, and then you can come back and tell us what you thought. We will read your email on the air. Be kind, rewind DMP at gmail.com. And who knows? You might get to talk to Kevin Feige on a future episode as well. Or. If not Kevin Feige, Dan and Kyra. All right. Well, as I said at the beginning, this preempted your regularly scheduled programming, which was Herbie Rides Again. So we will return you to your normally scheduled programming next week, already in progress. 
So you know your homework. And if you could find 15 minutes, sit down and watch these shorts. And then tell your loved ones that you need another 15 minutes to watch it again. Mm-hmm. And then again. Yeah, just set aside like an hour and watch them all a couple times. Yeah. Three, four, it- 2046. So yeah, you can watch them three times in an hour. Yeah, and see, I actually this the first time that I watched them, I watched them. I think the day that they were released, and then I watched them at 1:30 in the morning because the world's youngest podcast host was not sleeping that night, and so therefore neither were his parentals. So we were trying to get him to calm down, and we were just sitting watching Bluey, and then Bluey turned into I Am Groot. And it's and it's good fun for the whole family, even for children who don't understand what greed is. Yeah, because it's just something cute on the screen. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that like they're able to recognize, like, hey, that's a little kid too. All right. Well, we will go ahead and end this for now. We'll pitch Groot out the air hole that he left at the end of the last episode, and hopefully Kevin Feige will pick him up and make five shorts for next year. Or five shorts every three months. We don't really care. If that's the case, we will be coming back every three months with a new episode of I Am Groot. Yeah, we will. So, as is always the custom, until we speak again, stay safe, stay hungry, and I am Groot. I am Groot. I am Groot. (laughs) Night, everybody. Thank you for listening. You can send us feedback at BeKindRewindDMP at gmail.com. We welcome any kind of feedback, and it might get read on the air in a future podcast. Once again, the email address is BeKindRewindDMP at gmail.com. If you have a moment, please rate and review our podcast on whatever streaming service you are listening to us on. This and word of mouth are the two ways to help us reach a larger audience. Thank you in advance for doing this. Thank you again for listening, and we hope you have a great day. Goodbye. You know what they say when you're out of luck? Always go duck. I'm pretty sure no one says that.